Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Becca. Thanks for joining us today for the podcast. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to just pause and be still and just be aware of God's presence with us. Now let's take a moment and share with the Lord where we're at. Tell him what you're thinking, what you're feeling. Also spend some time in gratitude, thanking him for all that he's done, is doing, and will do. A prayer for resurrection hope. Lord God, whose Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, triumphed over the powers of death and prepared for us our place in the new Jerusalem, grant that we, who have this day given thanks for his resurrection, may praise you in that city of which he is the light and where he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, as I read your words in scripture, Holy Spirit, would you open my eyes to see, open my ears to hear clearly what it is you are speaking. Give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me. Lead me into your kingdom today. Today we'll be in Proverbs 15 and I'll be reading verses 22 through 33. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. To make an apt answer is a joy to a man and a word in season, how good it is. The path of life leads upward for the prudent that he may turn away from Sheol beneath. The Lord tears down the house of the proud, but maintains the widow's boundaries. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but gracious words are pure. Whoever is greedy for unjust gain troubles his own household, but he who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart, and good news refreshes the bones. 
The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. The fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom, and humility comes before honor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I read this Proverbs many times over the week, the word that kept sticking out to me, even in um, the beginning part that I didn't read, is the word reproof, Um, specifically towards the end in verse 31. It says, the ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Now, I feel like the word reproof is not something that, culturally speaking, I would describe as life-giving. So this really made me ponder, huh, how do I see reproof and what exactly is biblical reproof? Because it's kind of against our nature to give open critique to someone, to correct a fault, or to directly point out a wrong that's been done. That doesn't necessarily feel or seem life-giving. So then I began to think through biblical reproof and how does God give me instruction? How does he correct me? What does he use in that process? 2 Timothy 3.16 says that God's word is useful for instruction in righteousness, for correction, for conviction. We also know in the Bible the Holy Spirit was given as our guide who also corrects and convicts us. But in this Proverbs, so much of the reproof that is mentioned seems to come from other people. Earlier in, let's see, verse 5, a fool despises his father's instruction. Whoever heeds reproof is prudent. So here it's coming from a father. Um, A scoffer does not like to be reproved. He will not go to the wise. So seemingly, you can go to the wise to be reproved. And even the first verse that I read, that with many advisors, um, you will succeed when you go seek counsel from them. So here, a father, wise people, many advisors are where the reproof is coming from. So that brings me again to this thought that reproof is described as life-giving. And as I reread the proverb, it became more clear because those who listen to reproof are described as prudent. They gain intelligence. They gain wisdom. And those who do not listen to reproof lead to death, is what one of the verses says. Are not wise. Are prideful. I think the last verse of this Proverbs really wraps it up for me as I begin to wrestle through my own response to the Lord's correction, particularly from other brothers and sisters in Christ, because it says the fear of the Lord is instruction and wisdom and humility comes before honor. So of course, it's the grace to be humble and receive reproof that is life-giving because when in that posture of humility, An instruction, a correction, or a pointing out of a wrong can be life-giving. 
because we do desire to change and repent of sin in our life, to be more like Christ and to grow in righteousness. So my question to all of us today is, do we really believe that reproof can be life-giving? And if we do, do we ask for it? So my encouragement for us today is to spend some time asking the Lord to bring reproof through His Word, through the Holy Spirit, and particularly from another brother or sister in Christ. Spend some time now asking the Lord to bring a life-giving reproof to you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this challenging Proverbs for me today, God. Thank you that um, you describe reproof as life-giving. Thank you that you provide your word, the Holy Spirit, and the body of Christ to bring life-giving reproof. I pray that you would give us boldness to seek reproof um, from one another and to offer life-giving reproof to one another. God, grant us the humility that we would listen to the life-giving reproof and instruction that you give us through your word and through the spirit and through the body of Christ. And we pray that through our lives and by our prayers, your kingdom would come.